if you are sick of dieting, tired of hating the way you look and longing for peace with food and your body, then this show is for you. Welcome to Intuitive Eating for Christian Women. I'm your co-host, Erin Todd. I'm a writer and an intuitive eater. And I'm your co-host, Charlie Castle, registered dietitian and exercise physiologist. We're here to help you discover whole health for your mind, body, and soul. That's right. Our goal is to embody scripture, ditch dieting, and live on purpose. Woo! Woo! Yes, girl. In this episode of Intuitive Eating for Christian Women, we're going to explore the ninth principle of intuitive eating, exercise, feel the difference. Before we get started, let me give a quick disclaimer. This program is for informational and educational purposes only, and it's not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice. Our aim is to introduce you to the principles of intuitive eating and to help you see how those principles align with scripture so that you can improve your relationship with food, your body, and God, and cast out dieting for good. For good. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So why don't you start us off with um, the good old classic book definition here for principle nine exercise, feel the difference. Yeah. So the book Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Rush. They define this principle by saying, forget militant exercise, just get active and feel the difference. Shift your focus to how it feels to move your body rather than the calorie burning effect of exercise. If you focus on how you feel from working out, such as energized, it can make the difference between rolling out of bed for a brisk morning walk or hitting the snooze alarm. If when you wake up, your only goal is to lose weight, it's usually not a motivating factor in that moment in time. I love that. That makes me think of the thing I think we've said previously. It's like, love is a good motivator. Shame and fear is not. So it's like, if all you can focus on is weight loss, of course, that's not very inspiring. You know, like it doesn't fuel you. Uh, when it's early in the morning and you're not feeling it, would. No. So I kind of uh, I think we have kind of reframed and redefined exercise and like I don't even hardly use that word. Like I hadn't mm-hmm. written or said the word exercise until we started getting ready for this episode because um, I just don't want to call it that anymore. Uh, yeah. I think our lens for this and the new word we want to put in that place is joyful movement. Yeah. So the way I like to think about this principle is it's all about embracing joyful movement and, uh, you know, don't ruin movement by making it all about weight loss, get in touch with how it feels to just move your body, God's creation and forget about what counts that air quote counts (laughs) as exercise according to diet culture. And instead just care for your body by moving it and being active in a way that you actually enjoy. Enjoy! <laughs> Say what? You're supposed to enjoy it? I feel like people just can, are, their jaws are going to be on the floor is what I'm expecting. You're supposed to enjoy it. It's <laughs> meant to be impossible to enjoy it. Yeah, that whole like no pain, no gain thing. 
not feeling that. No. <laughs> Even that behind with diet culture. <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling that. Now, oh. like if you are an athlete training for something, you're going to push yourself through some uncomfortable stuff. Or like if you, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a professional athlete or maybe like you're really into lifting weights and it's fun and you enjoy that and you want to push that, like you might be in some uncomfortable things where you're not like, this is a party, like a drink on the beach. Like this is hard work, Yeah. but you should, it should be, you know, pushing towards a goal of something that you enjoy and you're excited about. It shouldn't be like painful. Yeah. And because it's not supposed to be punishment, you're not working out or exercising to punish your body for looking a certain way and trying to change it. That is so diet culture. That is like, we are, we are pushing that completely out of mind. We're trying to in this episode. And I'm hoping by the end of this, you're going to realize it's not punishment and it's not about earning food with working out or shaming yourself to look differently. So I just want to invite everybody to quit saying exercise and quit even saying working out. I can't even hardly say workout anymore. It's, it's movement Yeah. because that, that is such a broader term and you hear workout and you hear exercise and your mind just naturally goes to, you know, the diet culture version of that, the very narrow picture of, you know, 30 minute heart exploding cardio with weights where you were like flipping in the air and <laughs> getting a sick pack. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. So much bigger. Physical activity and movement is so much broader and more enjoyable. Um, So we just want to kind of plant that seed and invite you to ditch those words along with that idea. Yep. Yeah. Just use movement. Let's move. Um, That's what I, that's what I usually say to myself, like, oh, I've been sitting a lot and I don't feel good. It's going to feel good to move. Let's move. Maybe you said this, but somebody has said to me, and this with the sitting really made me like connect with your body on that. It's like, you know, when you've been in a really long, like road trip or something, and you've been sitting or on a flight for a really long time, and it just hurts because you've been sitting, like your body is like urge, urging you to move and Mm -hmm. to stretch. And it's like, that is such a good example of your body, um, wanting movement and your body leading you to move in a way that, um, that feels good, which (laughs) walking around and stretching your legs after you've been sitting for hours definitely feels good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That is definitely true. So you, you talked about moving our bodies is not a punishment. Amen. It's not a way to earn food or earn anything. Amen. Right. Those are diet culture thoughts. Um, And so this for us, like we are redeeming exercise here. (laughs) Right. Like diet culture, mm -mm. you don't get to have body movement. You can keep the exercise (laughs) and, and we're going to, we're going to keep the body movement. (laughs) Yes, I am completely uh, like, I love that you chose the word redeeming for that because I was thinking of it as just like reframing my brain and like reclaiming it and keeping the part that I love, but redeeming it. I mean, that's just got all of that. 
I'm, I'm thinking of Jesus as soon as you say redeem. Because he's truly, he's doing that work. Jesus is redeeming exercise in our lives. When we're, when we're giving this to him and we're walking with him and we're using the cues of our body that he gave us and we're in attunement with the Holy Spirit. Um, it's, it's just um, like when exercise becomes an idol, right, Aaron? Mm-hmm. It, moving our bodies is a good thing that God created. He created us to move. Just like so many other things, there's these really good things that in the world we can take and idolize and make negative things, make bad things. And so this is all about Jesus doing the work in us of redeeming our body movement to be something joyful and beautiful and fun and a celebration. Yes. Oh, I love that. And so this relates with intuitive eating because obviously just like we're doing all this healing work to heal our relationship with food and get ourselves in right relationship with food, it's the same for movement and they're going to, they go together. And so this is going to be, um, this is going to be about healing. Yeah. And let's point out that this is principle nine. So for a lot of people, right, moving your body feels really icky and diet culture-y, just like um, our, our last principle, considering nutrition. Right. It's often, moving our body is often so wrapped up in trying to change the way it looks, trying to ch- lose weight, whatever those things are, and it feels really icky and diet culture-y, and it maybe has been something negative or you know maybe something that you're still doing compulsively I don't know so what I will say is accept grace wherever you are with exercise a lot of people take a long break from moving their bodies um, when they are kind of walking away from diet culture and learning intuitive eating they might not move for a while because they don't know how to not move and it not be diety and and weight loss focused. Yeah, I had to. Oh yeah, I did too, for sure. Um, or you might still be working out and exercising and pushing maybe a little bit too much. Um, and that's okay. We'll start where we are and we will work on surrendering that to Christ and letting him do the work of redeeming that. Yes. Okay, so if we're going to reframe it and we're going to go for a weight-neutral view of movement, what does that mean? Like, what are we going to focus on then? So you're shifting your goals around movement. You're shifting the way that you think about movement. So so from a weight-neutral way of looking at body movement, we're more focusing on how it makes us feel, um, how it impacts our lives in terms of, you know, it's kind of like this ripple effect, like, okay, if I get up and I, I go for that walk, how does it feel while I'm walking? Does that feel good? How does it feel after I'm walking? Um, how does it change my mood or my outlook? How does it change my sleep? How does it change my patience with my kids? Uh, You know, all of those things. How does it change, um, 
if I start moving my body regularly, oh, maybe I notice that doing the yard work isn't as exhausting. Um, you know, it's like all of these things. How does it more enable me to do the things God's calling me to do in my life, things that matter and are good to me and things that feel good to me? Um, whereas with diet culture, the goal of movement is I can fit in these pants. I've lost the X amount of pounds or I'm whatever size or, um, things that are really, it's like really extrinsic motivation. And it's very like, like the whole point of doing this is this weight loss or this pants. And it's like really far away, maybe going to happen, maybe not. Um, We've talked a lot about how we really can't control our body size. And so a lot of the times that goal doesn't even work out. It becomes very hard and difficult to want to move your body if that's your only goal. But when your goal is just to feel good, um, you know, there's there's so many different things that, that can be your goals. Is that making sense? Yeah. Yeah, I really relate to um, that part because all of my former exercising was very specifically appearance related. Like I'm doing this so that my body changes and Mm -hmm. it sucks the joy out of it and you're not enjoying it because you're only focused on a result, which you may or may not ever get. So um, I totally had to check myself in the beginning of intuitive eating as I was taking a break from movement and then coming back into it and go, hold on, like, would I do this activity even if it doesn't change my body? Hmm. (laughs) Would I? And the answer to most activities was no. And the stuff that stuck around that I, turns out I actually really enjoy is stuff like walking and yoga and playing kickball and mm-hmm. just doing other physical activities that I would do regardless of any kind of result that may or may not ever come from them. I'm doing it because I enjoy the experience and the goal shifting from looking a certain way to feeling a certain way was like, I mean, that's everything. Yeah. And so I think you just hit something so well on the head too, that like, whatever your end goal is, is what's going to influence what you do, right? So if my goal is to move my body because it feels good and I enjoy it and I enjoy that time, then when you're choosing what you're going to do, you look at it completely differently. Um, What's available to me? What sounds good? What's going to feel good? I want to do that. Um, Instead of Googling, like, what's the best exercise to change this part of my body, or what's the best exercise to burn however many calories, or whatever those things are. And, you know, you're not, you're not like choosing to do those things for the enjoyment of it. It's literally like just for this one end result. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and the, this is a very like layered thing, too. Because, well, can I just talk about, I want to talk about a little bit about like my journey with exercise and intuitive eating and kind of how it has shifted and grown. So I think it's going to kind of, 
just with everything in our life. Like as you grow and you get more experience and you try things out and you have different experiences, like your views and your goals and things are going to change. Okay. So when I first started exercising to change my body, like exercise was very militant and I did all the things, some things that I despised, like to get to whip my body into shape. And then even during that, I actually found some movement that I loved and I was so excited, right? So I always did these like really pushing hard workouts. And then like I found Olympic weightlifting and I loved that. Like it was so fun and it was this awesome outlet, but it was still laced with the body image stuff for me. So it was still kind of icky. And then when I got diagnosed with my autoimmune disease and like, I couldn't hold on to a bar anymore, I would try to do a snatch or something and it would fly out of my hands across the room. Um, Like it was just, I I couldn't do it anymore. And I was panicking because this meant my body was going to change. And I was also really sad because I like enjoyed that movement and I wasn't quite sure what else I wanted to do. Um... And so I had like a couple years of like pitying myself and like, well, if I can't do what I want to do, then I'm going to do nothing. And I'm just going to sit here or I don't know, or like maybe doing some yoga or going to a spin class was like beneath me. Like I was this hardcore girl and I'm not going to do those stupid things. (laughs) And so then I kind of, my pride got stripped away a little bit and I started exploring some of those things. And they felt good. And I enjoyed it. I was doing yoga. I was going to some spin classes. I was riding a bike. I was walking. Like I was rediscovering movement and my body more in a like, what sounds fun? Like what's going to be fun? And it was a way for me to connect with. um, So my husband was in the military and he was deployed. And I had some girls that lived at my home with me. So it was like, we were all roommates. And it was like this way for us to connect and grow through hiking and all these fun activities. And then I moved across the country and had a baby. And I didn't have a lot of time. And I also live out in the middle of nowhere. Like there's no spin studios out here or <laughs> anything like that. And um, I would just walk. I enjoyed that the baby would sleep then whatever. Then the baby stopped enjoying the walks, Aaron. <laughs> the baby stopped enjoying the walks. Sounds very <laughs> ominous. <laughs> <laughs> and so I found myself not moving as much. And then I got really into um, building my online courses, working on my business and I just, I wasn't really prioritizing moving. So I'd be sitting here at my desk like, man, I feel, and I need to move. But I want this more than I want that right now. And so I probably did that for about a year and a half. um, And feeling not good, right? So I was ignoring the cues that my body was giving me. Mm. Um knowing that I would enjoy moving, that I want to move, but it was like I wanted something else more at that time. And you know what? It's okay. Yeah, it is. Like 
priorities are personal and they shift with season. So I echo that. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and now then I realized like, wow, I really am feeling kind of icky and like, yes, I have gone up in some sizes and that is not, that is not a bad thing. That doesn't say anything about my worth or any of those things, but it does show me like, oh, I've kind of been out of listening to my body because I, my body's growing pretty rapidly here. So maybe something's going on, maybe not, but maybe something's going on. Um, and so anyway, now, and, and I really lost a lot of strength. Like I had all this strength carrying the baby in the backpack and all that stuff. And I was starting to notice like, man, this stuff feels heavy. And so anyway, my whole point is like, now I'm moving again. I'm, I'm finding things that what sounds good. I'm going on walks. My son's a little bit older now. So I got a kayak because I think that will be fun. And we live by a lake. I can go kayaking. Um, and also like I'm lifting some weights again because I want some of my strength back. So, but I, I couldn't lift weights for a while because it felt like, like that's given into diet culture, right? That felt like, but then like God has been healing this and I'm looking at things differently. And now the goal is I want to build some strength to do X. Like I knew I was going to buy a kayak this summer. So I was like, what muscles do I need? I'm going to start lifting some weights. So I'll be prepared for that. Like that's a totally different goal than I want my triceps to be ripped. Yes. Oh, I love that. That was, I was going to ask you, like, I need an example of a goal that's not appearance related so I can kayak. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like there's so many different things like that. So I, I like to share all of that because I know we can get lost in our heads of like, well, I actually really do enjoy that workout video or, but is that bad because that's diet culture? Like, no, (laughs) like just listen to the Holy Spirit, listen to what your body's telling you and just be real and be honest about where is your heart in what you're doing. And also, I'm sorry, I'm talking so much, but (laughs) If your goal, if you in your head you think, you know what, my main goal is not weight loss or changing my body. I truly am moving because it feels good or whatever. And you know, if my body looked a little bit different, I wouldn't complain about that. Like that might be nice. That's okay. You live in this culture. Like if that's a if that's a normal thing to think, I would like a body that looks nice, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It looks nice to me. No, I really appreciate you acknowledging that because I think that it is just showing you how layered it is and the importance of checking your heart with it. And I, I get like that too. And it's like, but even if it doesn't, would I still be doing this? As long yes. as you answer that question, honestly, um, I think that's fine. Yeah, exactly. And, and um, am I really trying to control my body shape? Or am I trying to gain control with this? Um, that's a, that's a big red, that's a big question I ask. Am I trying to gain control of this? Because I know that that's not going to lead down a good path for me. Um, so that really helps me. 
This episode of Intuitive Eating for Christian Women is brought to you by our free private Facebook community just for podcast listeners. If you're enjoying the content that we've been sharing here, you're going to love this community. It's just for you podcast listeners to connect with each other and support one another. We are in this together, ladies, so come join the Anti-Diet Sisterhood group over on Facebook. Just head to Facebook and search Intuitive Eating for Christian Women or type in the facebook.com slash groups slash Intuitive Eating for Christian Women and you will find us and there you can request to join the group with your name and your email. Our prayer for this private community is that it's that safe space and that extra layer of support that you need to really take this podcast content and begin to apply it and walk it out in your own life. So come join the conversation over on Facebook. But for now, back to the episode. Maybe without even realizing it, you kind of, your story and your relationship and coming back to movement was kind of like the pendulum swing like I had. And it's kind of like what we talked about with the pendulums earlier for when you open up food Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, no, I'm going to go crazy on play foods. And maybe you do for a minute or or the exercise version of that movement version of that. Excuse me. <laughs> we don't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> the movement version of that would be I'm going to not I'm going to refuse that. Like my rebellion is mm-hmm. I won't do this. And I had to do that for a while. I had to put yeah. all of the DVDs away and let that pendulum swing all the way over But eventually, when you can hear your body and it's telling you, hmm, this isn't feeling so good, you find that middle of the pendulum Mm -hmm. and it comes back to the middle. So I think for the same reason, people are afraid to let go of, uh, you know, the dieting rules and exercise rules from diet culture Mm -hmm. um, because of that pendulum swing. This is where your trust and your faith in the Lord comes in because he will get you back to that, that middle, happy, balanced medium in the way uh-huh. in the middle of the pendulum, uh, you will find it and you have to trust that you will and, and be willing to go into the uncertainty of how far does my pendulum need to go over to the other side when it comes to movement? How much uh-huh. healing do I need to do? And really give yourself just open space and time and no constraints on it and be able to find something, find a new way, the middle way that is balanced to you and feels good to your body and fits your life and what God is calling you to do with your life. Um, and I, I just pendulum, I had one too, hand is being raised over here. (laughs) I think that's kind of expected and, um, know that you can probably look forward to experiencing that yourself as you're doing this work in your own life with movement. Yeah. So where are your movement goals at right now, Erin? What are they? What do they look like? So I, um, we're recording this in June. And so I have to confess that my walks have been very much uh, the time I got out of my house during quarantine. And I needed it for my mental sanity above anything having to do with my body. <laughs> I needed to get out of the house. I needed to have like some, just some space to myself. And, um, I really kind of began to appreciate, uh, walking outdoors for its calming and, uh, clearing of my mind Mm -hmm. properties. And I really, really, um, felt 
kind of cluttered and scattered and unfocused on days that I didn't. So I, I would say that my goal would be to keep my mind clear mm-hmm. and do something for mental health on like a self-care level. Yeah. I mean, it feels good too. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't feel good, but I really noticed the benefits. Um, and also that was just a time that I could connect with people um, on the phone or listen to sermons or podcasts or books. And it was just, it was me time. So that was like a form of self-care in a stressful time. Um, mm-hmm. And so my goal was to not lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still here. Still here. We're making it through. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I would say maybe the only other one like that, that would be another goal that I've noticed that's not appearance related that I've enjoyed with movement um, was from um, getting back into yoga after a break from Mm -hmm. it because I didn't think it quote counted as exercise. So I like, wouldn't give any of my time to it. It's like, I only have 30 minutes. I got to make this count. (laughs) With all the diet culture, drill sergeant, militant voices you can (laughs) imagine from the inside of your own mind. But um, once I was able to kind of cultivate my own practice with yoga, I noticed um, just a lot of relaxation that kind of spilled over into my day. And obviously mental clarity too, but just kind of like, I don't know, it like chilled me out. (laughs) I was like very like calm and open and um, open-minded. And so that, that felt good too. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I, our health goals our health outcomes, the thing that things that we're working for from a physical health, or like you even talked about mental health, it's spiritual health, it all is together. It's really personal. Yeah. And so, you know, my goals might look completely different than your goals. And depending on like what's going on in your body and what's going on in your life and what season you're in and your health goals could be completely different and different today than they are in a year or who knows. So I think it's a, it's a good question to pose to yourself because especially because have you ever asked yourself, like what would actually be my goal with moving my body instead of just accepting diet culture's goals? Oh, I just accept these goals. I accept this goal of a six pack abs and, you know, whatever they are. Like, what if you truly sit down with the Holy Spirit and um, ask, what are my goals in movement? Um, and, and think about your life. Think about all the different um, pieces of your life, all the different roles you play in your job, in your relationships, in um, recreation, whatever, like considering all of those things, what, what do I want movement to bring to all of those things? Um, Mm, I love that. What will movement bring to it? Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. What will movement bring to those things? And, you know, if you have, some health stuff going on. Like I have an autoimmune disease. If I don't move, I hurt. And if I move too much, I hurt. So I really have to check myself. Like, 
you know, move a bit so that you don't get too stiff. But if you overdo it because you're trying to force something or whatever, that's not going to feel good either. So what, you know, you got, you got to think about those things and what does it look like to support those goals? So a great activity that I do with clients is sit down, write out your roles, right? I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a dietitian. Um, write out your hobbies, whatever, what will movement bring to those things? That's such a good question. I hope everybody takes some time today and prayerfully considers that and sits with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, something that comes up for people that I think we need to address, I, we've, we've talked around it, but we haven't explicitly said it. Um, I've been, I've been air quoting counts as exercise quite a bit, but mm-hmm. <laughs> to me that <laughs> signifies, um, you know, the black and white thinking of diet culture where, and you even mentioned it in your story. It's like, if, well, if I can't do what I want to do, then I'm not going to do anything. It's like, that's black and white thinking. And we all have this expectation of what it should look like, mm-hmm. but that's a lie <laughs> or what it should give us, but that's a lie. Yeah. So if you can really challenge your own thinking about that and just start expanding uh, what could be included in that definition for any physical activity, anything at all. I mean, going to get the mail at the end of the driveway. (laughs) We're talking about little things like standing at your desk. Um, I started doing this recently because sitting does not feel so great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But just sit less, any activity at all. I would set a timer on my phone and for every 45 minutes, I would stand up for about 10 minutes at my desk before I would sit back down at it. And that just, just, you know, what is that? Five, 10 minutes of standing an hour, like not a lot, certainly not. Um, I wouldn't even call that joyful, joyful movement, but it's activity and it's not sitting. So that is something that I can embrace and be like, Oh, I took care of my body today by standing more than I set. So Okay, so when you're doing that, standing at your desk, what do you notice? Like, how does that impact your roles or your hobbies or your, how does that bring something to your life? Oh, I feel, uh, I feel more energized when I'm standing up and that helps me kind of be more, a little more alert, I guess, and focused mm-hmm. on my work. It helps my posture a lot. I was starting to have some pain in um, my back. And I noticed that it was from sitting a certain way, reaching for the mouse and kind of Mm -hmm. just like just being totally out of alignment. And about once a week, I would have to go roll with a tennis ball for the entire time we were watching like our TV shows after dinner. So it's like, that's time that I would have been cuddling on the couch Mm -hmm. (laughs) with my husband and my dog. And instead I'm over here in pain rolling (laughs) Mm -hmm. for the tennis ball. So that was a quality of life improvement just from having my, posture better by standing instead of sitting hunched over at a desk. So that just made me happier, pain-free and higher quality time of being a wife and dog mom. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I think this is such a perfect example of the like heart posture because standing at your desk is like, what am I trying to say here? Like, it could, it could be something that we would say is like very diet culture right? Like, oh my gosh, you can't even sit at a desk. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I recognize that voice. <laughs> we, can, we can't even rest at a desk. Like we have to stand at our desks now. Um, like so that you know, like that could be the heart posture of like I can't, I can't sit down. I've got to keep moving because that's going to keep me healthy, or because that's going to keep me thin, or whatever. Or this heart posture that you're coming at of my body's really telling me that sitting at this desk for eight hours feels very uncomfortable. My back hurts, this whole thing, it's taking time away from my husband. I'm going to try this. And you notice that it feels better. Great. Great. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I, uh, with, with this heart posture checking, I think this might be a good time to remind people that if you're really, really struggling to let go of this black and white thinking about uh, movement and what it should be doing for you, this would be a good opportunity. And it might just be a prompt in your journey when you get to this principle as well. You might need to kind of go back and revisit the health at every size information, uh, I think mm-hmm. episode two. And just remember, remind yourself the science behind weight does not equal health. Like it doesn't have to be about weight loss. Any form of movement is valid. So that frees you up to be gentle with yourself and experiment with what you like. Yeah. And that's something too, like you're talking about this, you know, very personal, you're, you're noticing your back pain and I mean, there's probably research out there about that, but I don't know what that is. <laughs> but like, even if like, maybe you have elevated blood pressure or like I was talking about my autoimmune disease, my joints really hurt if I don't move. Um, or, you know, what? It, maybe you have like a health condition or something going on. And the idea out there is, the only way to improve that is to lose weight. But we, through in that health at every size episode, we break this down that that's not true. You do not have to lose the weight. And just moving your body regularly is going to improve those things, right? So people see better blood sugar control when they're moving. People's blood pressure might go down when they're moving. There's your bone health. There's like all these things that improve with regular movement, regardless of the shape or size of your body. So yes, go back and listen to the health at every size if you need some reinforcement of that. Yes, the benefits beyond weight is what I think about that for exercise. And one of the best benefits we haven't even really talked about yet, I think you know what I'm gonna say, (laughs) (laughs) exercise, which we're banning that word. <laughs> if I hadn't written it on the paper, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> Joyful movement can be worship. So if you really yes. want to dig into some of those spiritual benefits and mental and emotional benefits that are going to come out of moving your body joyfully, not only is it enjoyable in the moment, but you can really connect with God if you have that heart posture to do so. And, um, that has been one of the most, I don't know, I just, I guess, transformational ideas about movement for me coming off of diet culture and being like, oh, wow, something that I was literally an idol before is now a way that I can worship and talk about redemption. 
Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. And I think a perfect example of this, um, because sometimes people look at me like, say what, like moving your body or using that as worship, like what does this look like? Yeah. Um, I always think about like if I listen to worship music sitting down by myself, like it's good, you know, it's good. But like when I'm at church standing up and raising my arms and like it's good. Like it feels good and I get into it. I can feel it through my whole body. Like, so, you know, you can spend time with God. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like, um, green eggs and ham. You can spend time with God in a train. You can spend time (laughs) with God. (laughs) You can spend time with God anywhere. Anyway, he will meet you there, but moving your body and speaking scripture or praying or listening to music, or it's just, it pulls together all these different parts of being a human being, of being a child of God. You're moving your body physically, you're moving your brain, you're speaking the word or you're singing the word, or it just becomes this holistic worship. Yes. Yes. And something that I started doing, um, at the beginning of whatever movement I was going to do for that day would be uh, just saying like a really quick little prayer to um, set, set my intention and, and let God know like, I, Hey, it's my heart to do this as an act of worship. Like I'm, I want to connect with you now, please come be in me and with me as we're going to go for this walk or as I'm going to do this yoga practice that right before yoga, I would say, Lord, help me to get out of my head and get into my body and feel the spirit. And then I would practice and it would inevitably result in feeling the spirit. So it's like, just like you would pray um, and take a moment and be grateful for what you have before eating. Mm -hmm. I started trying to apply that to movement and I really, really liked how it felt. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Well, I want to share um, one of the verses that I think of for this principle and something that um, I think applies to this, um, especially when we're talking about movement as worship and our bodies um, moving in in a worshipful way. And just that Mm -hmm. posture of that um, Romans 12, 1 says, therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so I think about that verse um, and offering what I'm doing and offering that part of my life in that moment to the Lord and claiming that verse over the movement and dedicating it to worship. Um, so feel free to use that one. It's my favorite. Yes. Yes. It's so good. And I just, I love it. I love that it's your offer. You're offering your body up as a living sacrifice. So it really is the opposite of what we're doing when we're living in diet culture In diet culture. We're trying to control and keep our bodies for ourselves, for our purposes, for what we want to attain the things we want. But this body movement is about offering our bodies up. God, the size my body is, 
okay that whatever like even even if this movement doesn't lead to my blood pressure going down or my blood sugars being controlled or what I, oh okay i'm offering this body up to you i'm going to do what i can to be a good steward of it and and you use it for your purposes your will be done in this it's a completely different headspace than diet culture yes totally oh i love that so the other verse that you put here aaron that i love because it's like let's keep this in perspective that's exactly what i thought about this verse. <laughs> let's keep let's keep all this in perspective um it's first timothy 4 8 her physical training is of some value but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. You don't get to take your body with you. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it's, it's this good, beautiful, wonderful vessel that God created for us to walk around on, on this earth and, and do the work he called us to here. But it really is just a small part of us um our whole being our soul being um that will be going to live with jesus someday um that godliness training we take with us yes yes girl Mm. would you close us in prayer absolutely father god thank you so much for every woman listening thank you for their bodies for joints that can move and um, just the way you created our bodies, um, each individually, God, to do whatever it is that you've called us to do. And I, I pray that every woman here will take a little bit of time to meet with you, God. And I pray that the spirit will reveal to them some movement that, that sounds good. Give them ideas, God. Show them um, what's near their homes. Show them what's available to them. Um, help them decide what's going to feel good to to move their bodies. And I pray that they do so in a heart posture of wanting to meet with you, wanting to grow with you, wanting to connect with their bodies and with the Holy Spirit and grow in you, God, uh, without being attached to the outcome. Just being attached to knowing you more, moving their body, feeling good. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It is a joy to share this message of intuitive eating for Christian women with you. We have so much fun creating podcast episodes and resources to teach you the principles of intuitive eating, specifically through a biblical lens. And the reality is, it costs us something to put out the podcast. We can't spread this message of revival without help from women like you. If you find value in what we are creating, would you prayerfully consider supporting the podcast by becoming a monthly member? For less than a price of a fancy cup of coffee, you can support Intuitive Eating for Christian Women by joining our membership program. Help support our ministry for just $5 a month, and we will give you gifts every month in the membership site. 
You can check out all the details on becoming a member by visiting our podcast website, intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com slash support. That's intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com slash support. This podcast was produced by Oh Shoot Productions and made possible by the grace of God and the support of women like you. Thank you for being a part of the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women community. We'll see you in the next episode.